Yo, people, welcome back to Off the Tee with TJ Scott. I am back here with uh, Andy. Once again, I like to call us the top of the the top of the top, the creme of the creme, you know, of the prem, you know, the top two teams right now, in my opinion, in the world. Because I just, I mean, obviously Arsenal didn't have a chance to get to the European uh, stage, but once again, they've made leaps going into the season. So, yeah, I think it's clear for me to say, you know, the top two teams in the world. So, yeah, we're here to bring, uh, you know, reactions to to the UEFA uh, Champions League draw that happened today um, while recording. And we'll start in alphabetical order. So, yeah, Andy, I mean, before we get into that, how you feeling? Well, feeling good. Um, Champions League coming up. Uh, I think for for us, basically, Arsenal and Man City have been um, pretty good over last year. We got easy groups. I mean, I can't complain. Um, I thought we were going to get Bayern, but <laughs> no, here we are, uh, Sevilla. <laughs> hey, I mean, they have Lamella on their squad, bro. So if you pull us like don't forget. <laughs> bro, Bro's just going to get sending off. He's probably He probably got sent off against us like two times already. I'm fine with that. <laughs> yeah, man. But um, yeah, let's go into uh, Arsenal's group. Um, obviously, like you said, they got Sevilla. They also had who were the teams? I don't know why I'm blanking. Uh, Sevilla, PSV, and Lens. So I would say France. very Europa esque type of group in the Champions League. <laughs> but, but I'm not had... going to say that to this Arsenal though. I just think in terms of quality of the, of the Champions League, it's dropped like in the past, like three, four yeah. seasons, like, um, yeah, Lens in the Champions League is crazy to me, but... Yeah, I, how did they even get in the Champions League? Is, is it just PS, uh, is it just PSG and Lens in, from France right now? I think so. I don't see anyone else, yeah. I think Lens um, finished second. I even know they finished second. Yeah, I think the league coefficients, they, they change, because usually it's, like, three, but I think with, uh, I think with uh, how they've been performing in Europe in recent years, um, they took away a team, added them into. I think they added another team into the into the Conference League. So, um, damn. Well, yeah, it's kind of interesting how that works. But um, yeah, well, what are your thoughts, bro? So overall, I think the group is gonna be not gonna lie. I don't know with Arsenal because when it comes to like Europa League games, in the past, I mean, like last season, like we. We finished top of our group, but we won, like, 1-0 every single game. And we lost, like, embarrassingly by PSV away. I, I, I wouldn't say embarrassingly, embarrassingly, but, like, we were dominated that whole entire game away against PSV. Um, they were playing him again in the Champions League. Um, but, you know, I think we have more squad death right now. Um, in comparison to last season, we were playing, like, Fabio Vieira. Right. Um, just a whole bunch of, like, second-team players. We were playing Rob Holding and El Nini in the, in the Europa League. Um, but we got we got more players now, and obviously it's Champions League, so we're gonna take it a little bit more seriously. Um, but you know, Sevilla, obviously the Europa League winners, um, but they're such an inconsistent side. They, I think the in La Liga right now, they've already lost like the first two or three games, um, and they're they're already starting poorly. But again, they won like the Europa League after finishing 13th last season. So, you know. These type of competitions, these are this is their this is their um you know domain you know playing uh these like UEFA games. Um, obviously they will want to get back in Europa League and finish third, but um <laughs> we'll we'll see about that. But again, um overall easy group. I think Lens yeah. is going to be one of those games where we're just going to cruise by. But uh, obviously it's Champions League. We all know yet. This is our first time back in a while. Um, good to be back though. <laughs> And I think it's, once again, you no know, bias aside, rightfully so, even though you guys didn't win it yet, you guys have history in the Champions League. You know, Arsenal and Champions League for years, you know, with Arsene Wenger, I forgot what the streak was, but, you know, when we were growing up, they were always in the Champions League. Like, it was written, you know, and, and they, yeah. you know, you guys had the, uh, I guess, the stigma of, oh, we're just a top four club, top four, top four, that's our trophy. I remember those days. Um, but look, Arsenal's back. It's not like you guys are like back to where it was before. You guys are much better, um, and I think this year you can catch a lot of teams by surprise, and at least in a knockout stage. Um, and especially with the final being in Wembley. And I know we're not going to talk. We're not going to talk about knockout stages yet. But look, that's a key factor. And imagine Arsenal at Wembley 
for a final, bro. Especially in the Champions League final, bro. I, I, I'll be honest, like, not even as an Arsenal fan, that gives you goosebumps, bro. Yeah. That that all just depends if Arsenal are, like, really just up to it, if the team is actually up to it. Because, you know, in the Premier League, we see, like, Arsenal's always going in, like, crazy for, like, the in the competition. Um, I just don't know what I'm going to see from Arsenal when we go into the Champions League because, you know, I can't compare it to Europa League because last season we didn't, for the last couple of seasons, we haven't really cared about the Europa League um, that much. And we haven't really played a lot of, like, you know, teams other than, like, the big Premier League teams. Um, it's always going to be weird. And, you know, we had, like, we feel like a really strong side against Sporting last season. And look what happened. We got halfway line struck by, I don't know who that guy was. But, um, you know, we have depth now. I, I feel like we'll definitely... I really hope we, you know, put a lot of effort into the Champions League. Um, I know, you know, our main goals obviously definitely win like every single competition, but you know, that's just a stretch for Arsenal right now. Um, but you know, I'm hoping for the best. I, again, we'll just see from like the first Champions League fixture how serious Arteta is about these European competitions, and I hope, I really do hope he, you know, goes full throttle. Yeah, I mean, I think. In terms of the fan base, obviously, I'll be honest, you guys are the most reactionary as a group, but I think there has to be a realistic approach where it's like, you know, this is his first time with in the Champions League, you know. He worked Arsenal all the way up from 15th, you know, from 15th now to the Champions League. And you got to give him some time, you know, especially with all these new signings, you know. And, you know, obviously Declan Rice, he started really, really well. I think he's top two CDM, top two center mid. I don't even know what to consider him because he can play all those roles easily. But with Havertz, and I, he's he has Champions League experience, though. Let's be honest. He did win in, I don't know, I don't know why I'm bringing this up because it just brings PTSD. But he won the Champions League and he scored in the final. Um, And obviously, I mean, depends on also if Gabriel is going to be playing and if he's going to play his full squad. But we'll get into the tactics later. But, um, yeah, Sevilla, they, you're right. They, they lost their first three games in the league. Um, and they're dead last right now in, in La Liga. So I'm not saying, like, it's, it's an easy walk in the park, but they've had better days. Um, PSV, they just got, you know, the American, I guess the American wave coming in with uh, Ricardo Pepe. Uh, Serginho Dest, I heard he just got Lozano as well. So the North American Concacaf uh, eras there, but does that scare you, bro? <laughs> bro, <laughs> Dest has been the most overrated right back for the, like the past couple of years. <laughs> um, I agree. I don't know, like who's like their big PSV player? I mean, they didn't they just get uh, Bergwijn? Um. Mm. I think Bergwijn's at Ajax. Hold on, let me see real quick. So, oh PSV, yeah, I, <laughs> I forgot he he left PSV for Tottenham and then he went to Ajax. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah. So they have Noah Lang, who they got from uh, Club Brugge, uh, Patrick Van Anholt, uh, Sangare. They also CDM. they also sold Shabby Simmons, which is also a big reason why they like won the uh, the Netherlands league in the first place. Yeah, exactly, bro. So, I mean, and I think they re- they replaced him with uh, Malik Tillman from Rangers. So, um, obviously, they have an okay team. I wouldn't say they're, you know, world beaters or, you know, even dark horses at all. Like, I just think, once again, it's a very, very middle team in terms of Europe. Um, and then Lens, the team that they had last year with, uh, what's his name, Wesley Fofana. Obviously, he's not there anymore, and he was a key part of that team. He's over at Al Nassar now. So, um, yeah, I mean, I don't even know who's on their team either, bro. But uh, again, it's just it's just gonna be filled with like players that are just gonna give it all in the Champions League. Either right. way, I mean, you know, if you're in the Champions League, you're not gonna be, you know, pulling back. Um, you're just gonna go go for it. So, again, most of these like teams. No matter who you face, it's it's just always gonna be weird. Um, you never know, never gonna know what these uh type of competitions, right? But uh, exactly. I mean, yeah. Um, 
So yeah, I guess that's all for Arsenal. Well, what's your predictions? I guess for the for the group. Um, I mean, I feel like Arsenal's gonna top it. Um, again, we have depth in our team. Um, you know, we have Sevilla, who's not doing the best so far in the league right now. Um, and, like overall, their institution and club is just not like up to par. But I mean, again, they're winning like Europa League. I I, I just came out of nowhere. Um, but I mean, I feel like we're going to top it. I feel like Sevilla, well, it's going to be Sevilla and PSV just, like, fighting out for a second. I really don't know who's going to finish second. Um, but obviously, the loss of Javi Simmons is going to be big, so I feel like Sevilla's going to end up finishing second. Mm-hmm. Um, but then again, like, Sevilla loves the Europa League. They might want to finish third. Um, but I, I think Sevilla second, PSV third, and, you know, Lens fourth. Um, okay. It's going to be straightforward. Um, mm. but yeah, yeah I, I think I'll go with the same as you, except for I'll switch PSV. And Sevilla. So I think Sevilla is going to be third. Uh, yeah, Sevilla third, PSV second, Arsenal top of the group, and then Lens to come in last. Um, and obviously, I mean, it's not like, you know, a TV polar, but it's going to be interesting to see how, you know, Arsenal deals with the midweek, um, the midweek schedule going forward. So, yeah, happy days over in uh, North London, over for the, for the Gooners. Um and yeah, I guess we can transition to uh my team. Um, we are in Group G, you know, because we're the top G's. <laughs> nah, that, 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 that's mad cringy, bro. I'm, I'm gonna edit that out. <laughs> Actually, I'm not gonna edit that out because this is gonna get a lot of views. But um, nah, I mean, right now it's, it's City, RB Leipzig, um, and then you have uh Red Star Belgrade and uh BSC Young Boys. That sounds like a Europa League, maybe Europa Conference League uh, group, if I'm being honest. Bro, it, like, Red Star, they're from Serbia, right? Yeah, they're the champions of Serbia. And then Young Boys, they're from, they're from Switzerland, right? Yes, sir. Bro, you guys have it easy. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. This, this, uh, is like, this is, like, consistent with every single year. They've always had, like, pretty easy groups. Like, when was the last time they had, like, a difficult group? <laughs> Yeah, no, you're right, bro. I mean, that's been a constant trend. Um, and I'll be honest, like, I, I mean, obviously I watch every city game. Uh, and if I can't, I try, I try to watch at least, like, the highlights. But the group stage has been easy, bro. Like, I haven't – I don't know the last time we had, like, group stage where it's like, oh, we might come in second. Um, I mean, I, th- I think it was when Aguero was still there and we played, like, Bayern Munich. And oh, my yeah. Bayern Munich was in the group. So, yeah, bro, we've been comfortable. Um. And I just think once again, we RB Leipzig, we got we had their no, we bought their best center back, arguably their best player on the team. He's now at City. They, they um, sold basically all their best players. <laughs> yeah. And I mean their best player now is, is Xavi Simmons. So yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I'm I'm interested to see how I guess how the other three battled it out, and especially with their uh atmospheres, because I know like obviously Red Star, you see the the videos. Didn't Arsenal play them one year? Red Star? I don't think so. Okay. Bro, I don't know half the players who played in the Europa League. Fair, <laughs> Just some <fair>. randos. <laughs> yeah, bro, you're facing, like, Ludigarets, even though the last time you were in the Champions League, they were in the group. But, um, <laughs> and that was a little insane, I'm not going to lie. But, um, yeah, I mean, once again, it's very straightforward for City. I think this is going to be the time where we can actually, like, rotate some players, especially at home. You'll see, um, I guess, more Oscar Bobs, the James McAtees, um, like, the, those sort of players. Even, I mean, if Calvin Phillips stays. I mean, I would hope Calvin Phillips gets some time. but He's not leaving. Yeah, I think he, he just wants the want bag, to. bro. He's getting that bag. <laughs> yeah. And it's it's just, it's disappointing, but um, this is not the Calvin Phillips episode. We're here to talk about Champions League, um, so yeah, I guess I can go into the predictions. Um, yeah, obviously City number one, um, and I think yeah, Leipzig number two. I just think it's simple as that. It's it's City, Leipzig. Um, I think it's already in order. City, Leipzig, yeah. Red Star, and then Young Young Boys. Yeah, I think it's gonna be simple as that. So. Yeah, not too much to talk about on that front. Um, but I guess we can move on to, I think, the blockbuster group. Uh, group? group F. F. <laughs> Bro. <laughs> Dude. 
That's an insane draw. Bro, Bro did you, you see, have did you see the reaction from the crowd when they drew uh when Newcastle drew group F? Like, did Bro, you hear what they were saying? It's it's a crazy group. <laughs> Bro, they're like, oh like yeah. This is like like FIFA like type of groups bro like it's insane like all the stadiums as well are phenomenal as well like you have the signal and doodle park crazy you have the san Siro, and they have i forgot what's the psg stadium but bro yeah all those all those fans all those teams they have extreme ultras yeah bro it's like, gonna be crazy away days for each team <laughs> there's no breaks so whoever comes out of those whoever two teams come out of those groups bro um yeah, they're gonna be beat up, bro. It's gonna be a battle because, like you said, none of these teams, like I mean, at least they're fans. You don't want to go, and it's called the Park de Prince. I, I just thought of it, uh, PSG yeah. Stadium. Um, yeah, PSG gets an gets an act of being a plastic club, but their fans are not plastic, bro. Um, obviously Dortmund Stadium, uh, it's it's insane, one of the best fan bases in the world. And they also got St James as his part, you know, and. You know, obviously they haven't been in Europe um, in a while. I think the last time they were in the Champions League was in 2002, 2003. And I think Alan Shearer was starting up top for them then. So, yeah, it's going to be crazy. The fans going to be crazy. Um, and obviously St. James's Park, the way fans are higher than the Empire State Building. You know, you can barely see anything up top there. But those bleeds. Yeah, bro. But. Yeah, I mean that's gonna be interesting to see. I'm I'm interested to see how Eddie Howe handles handles that schedule. I I think, in terms of quality, they're the most leveled out like every single like group. Like, I I can't predict like a Newcastle versus PSG. Like again, PSG had like Mbappe, but their team is just not great. I mean they 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 just lost Neymar. They just lost Messi. Um, I mean. Yeah, like, and then, like, Dortmund, you know, they just lost Bellingham. And they probably just have, you know, again, it's just, like, we, we can't really predict what type of games we were, or what type of scoreline we're going to predict from, like, each of these games. Um, So, like, again, in my opinion, I don't know how that, that group's going to end. And in terms of, like, quality in, like, a group that we've seen in the past couple of years, this is the craziest group I've seen in, like, the Champions League for a very long time. Um. I don't even know how that happened. <laughs> yeah, honestly, yeah, because, like, it's crazy. Like, he got, like, groups, like, obviously, like, cities. They have a group like that. It's like, bro, how is yeah. that possible? Like, No, yeah. Uh, again, those games are going to be fun. Um, can't wait to see a, like, a <laughs> Newcastle versus PSG at Newcastle Stadium. It's going to be crazy. Dan Burn um, versus, uh, what, Mbappe on the right wing? <laughs> <laughs> bro. Oh my God, Tonali versus Milan again. Yeah, it's crazy, bro. crazy how things work. <laughs> and I forgot about that too, bro. Oh snap, he might he he honestly might score own goal. He's gonna forget, bro. He's gonna forget what team he's gonna be playing on. He's gonna be like, what's his face? Like I was gonna cross the ball into the box, and he's gonna head it a crazy header into the top bins, and he's gonna be like go run like to celebrate. He's gonna be like, oh snap, I forgot. <laughs> it's it's gonna be wild. Um, but I guess if he, okay, I know you say you don't know who's going to go through, right? But if you try to predict, who do you think? Ah, uh, shoot. See, the thing is, I don't know how Newcastle's team compares to, like, the rest of Europe. Obviously, they just came back, and they have some world-class players. Or not world-class, but, you know, really, really top players. Like, like Bruno is obviously, again, one of the best midfielders in the Premier League right now. Um, and like this Braun Tonali, who's one of the best like best midfielders in Syria. So like again, having a really stacked midfield like that really just has like an edge over like any other team. And you know, overall like the Newcastle team is just amazing. Um, you know, Botman, um obviously Isak is in that team. Um they have Anthony Gordon who's been playing well. Um I don't know. I really don't know. I feel like Paris is gonna end up topping it just because I don't know, Mbappe, I guess. Um, depending if he wants to, you know, play for the team, I guess. Um, see, not going to lie, I think it's going to be Paris, Newcastle, Dortmund, Milan. Okay. Wow. I feel like, in my opinion, Dortmund's quality has dropped a little bit. 
I may be I may be Premier League biased, but I mean Dortmund just lost Bellingham, and who who do they have? So if I'm looking up, I'm looking them up right now. So if you, I know they obviously got rid of like you said Bellingham. Um, they have Marco Royce. They have uh, Kareem Adeyemi, the dude that they got from uh from Salzburg. Yeah, um, he's actually a baller, actually. Yeah, he's actually pretty really good. Is, yeah, you're right. Um, they have uh that young the young kid Mokoko. I, I'm I don't know, I don't oh, know yeah. how old he is anymore. <laughs> um, he could be 25. All we know. <laughs> right, exactly. That means Lionel. He's still eight. he's still a baller as well. Um, Gio Reyna, um, Daniel Malin, Julian Brandt. Um, and they also, also have this, this former uh, City Academy player. His name's Jamie Bino Gittens, and he he got injured last season, but um, he made his debut like I think a couple seasons ago, and he was like a very key part of their their attack for a while. So I think they have a lot of younger players to say. Um, yeah, but they also have. They also have a couple like washed up players as well. Not gonna lie, like Hummels yeah. is end of his career. Royce, I respect him. He, he he's probably gonna be injured soon. Um, they have reject Byron reject Nicholas Sula. Um, but they they just brought in Schallerbeck, who apparently had a really good season at Freiburg. But again, you can call Arsenal bottlers, but Dortmund are the biggest bottlers. <laughs> so oh, yeah, they I don't know how they they lost their how they lost their league. But anyways, again, I don't rate Dortmund highly ever since they sold Bellingham. They're, again, I don't know. Okay. Um, no, I think your list is respectable. Um, so you said, yeah, Dortmund third, right? I might change it from Dortmund and Milan, actually. Okay. Milan, yeah, I'm going to change it. Milan third, and then Dortmund right. fourth. Because Milan, you know, they brought in, uh, who are they bringing they brought they brought a couple players actually. They brought some Chelsea players like Pulisic and uh, um, who was it? Ruben Loftus-Cheeks. Ruben Loftus-Cheeks. Yeah. I mean, again, they still have a stacked squad. They 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 still have Leao, um, Giroud, even though he's pretty old. They brought Chiquesi from yeah. Villarreal, and he's been destroying La Liga last year, um, especially Real Madrid. Um, but again, they they. They have a stack squad, but I don't know that hole with uh, Tenali is really it's gonna be a really big hole for them. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I don't think they have that type of intensity in them to like outrun Newcastle because Newcastle, like you, you you may hate them or not, but like again they're <laughs> they're the best in the league last season with parking the bus. So um, again, I don't. I feel like Newcastle is just gonna scrape it. Okay. Um so I guess in my opinion I'm going AC Milan to top the group. AC Milan? Okay. Yeah. I just think I I don't know, I just think that PSG they got they they there's too much movement and they're like the type of team where they don't really have an identity. Um they don't. So I think they're going to struggle especially away from home. Um mm. yeah, so I think Milan first. And I think Newcastle second. I think PSG third. And I think um, Dortmund uh, fourth in the group. See, Very bold, but... See, like, I, I write PSG highly because I think their defense is, like, they upgrade the defense a lot. I mean, Lucas Hernandez, even though he could be kind of injury-prone, um, definitely a big addition. They they were playing, like, Ramos in defense, and he was pretty washed up last season. Um but now he's gone. They brought in someone like Lucas Hernandez, who, you know, again, French center back. Um, was pretty good for Bayern the past couple of years. I think he's going to be good. And then, obviously, they brought in Usman Nabeli and um, Gonzalo Ramos. Yep. Um, obviously, they're not superstars. That's And their main superstar now is just Mbappe. So, I think the, the main reason why, like, the team really was, like, struggling last year was just because of, like, you know, Messi, who, again, end of his career, but he's still like a superstar. Neymar wanted to be the superstar of the team, like, but then like Mbappe ended up outshining him. Um, I think the team is still gonna be do- be doing good. Um, it just depends on that midfield though, because um, PSG midfield has never been good. 
Right. Let's be real. The last last time they had a good midfield was when uh, Matuidi was there, but now he's gone. But yeah. And Ferrati's been there for the longest time, and he's he's overrated. He's yeah, so overrated. <laughs> You're right. Yeah, the last time they had the good midfield was like like you said, it was like Matuidi, it was like Thiago Mata, uh, Verratti. Yeah. It was like those three. Um, but yeah, ever since, I mean, they've always been like a overrated team. You know, even when like Zlatan was there, like even yeah. when like Cavani was there, even even before him, like. I don't know. I just think that they're 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 that like that type of team where they're I call them hype beast FC. Let's keep it real. Like they worry about the fashion <laughs> stuff. You know that that that's their mainstay. So yeah. Again, in my opinion, I don't think PSG is a top five like league. Is not a top five league anymore. I think you know, at PSG like it's just it's just PSG. A PSG should be like you know, I don't know how to put it, but like helping out all the other teams in the league in terms of development. Like in terms of scale, like and like fi- like financial, like power, like PSG could be like right up here, but like down here is like the the second best team. And again, like no other team in league is gonna develop unless PSG's power just like somehow dies out. But I don't think that's they're they're owned by the Qatar people. Like they're they own too much in PSG. They have too much money. They're they're just gonna dominate. Right. So. Yeah, it's gonna be like that for I guess. For as long as they're in power, so um yeah, I guess I mean I can't think of any other groups that I really want to go by. I just want to go through the, the whole groups, but I mean I, I'm I'm cool with just talking about um I guess the upcoming weekend of Premier League action. If you're if you're, if you're fine with that, yeah, I I'm down because I want to talk about this Arsenal versus Manchester United. Yeah, <laughs> I think I'm with you with that as well. So yeah, let's go let's go with uh in order because obviously you know City plays Fulham. And that's going to mm-hmm. be a very easy uh, preview. So yeah, let's talk. Let's talk. I guess the two. Uh, I mean, Arsenal's back to being a big club. Let's talk about banter. Band Chester United. That's what I like to call them. Mid Chester United. Um. Oh. Yeah. They're, yeah. Take it away. Ten Hag is literally so shy with a mask. <laughs> I'm sorry, bro. His tactics are the same. Like the players he's using, the same. He's a fraud. I'm sorry. Yeah, bro. Like they, they're they're calling him like, you know, a better manager and stuff because he dropped Rashford for coming five minutes late to training. <laughs> I'm sorry, but like there's no difference between that team and um you know, Solskjaer's team. Um again, like I don't know what to say. Um <laughs> I mean you can you can speak your opinion on what what you have on Manchester United, but in my in my opinion, like most of their players are overrated, um, and you know the coach is overrated. I don't rate Manchester United like that, and especially what happened against Tottenham. Um, who, in my opinion, Tottenham aren't even great at, at either, but they somehow just cruise past Man United like it's nothing, and that just speaks a lot of what Man United is as a, as a team. It starts from from top to the bottom, right? It starts from the Glazers. To whoever the sporting director is, I don't even know if it's Ed Woodward. I don't even know who it is anymore. But it doesn't matter because they're still making the same exact decisions. So it's from whoever's there. Then you got the manager, and then you have the players. Ever since Fergie left, gone like a tsunami. Everything is gone. The whole club, like the values of the club, gone. And maybe that's just because once again Fergie isn't paying the refs anymore. You know. It could be, Maybe. but look, the signings that they made this season, signing Mason Mount, come on, bro. Mason Mount is the definition of mid, literally the definition of mid. He was never good. He was never that guy. I can't talk because we signed Havertz. <laughs> so. No, nah, Havertz, Havertz, Mount. At least Havertz has a Champions League final goal. Exactly. Mount, Mount doesn't. But I mean, again, keep talking about Mount. I, I again, I think he's a little bit overrated as well. I think there's a little bit of quality in Mount, but you know, what's his true he, position? Is he a ten? Is he an eight? Uh, I feel like Mount might like like compared to like our sub, he fit in well as like the left eight, you know. But again, 
being like being that position, you have to be like retaining the ball a lot. You have to be playing like you know, you know the good crosses and stuff. Um, but Mount just he plays the ball like it's a stick of dynamite. <laughs> he's like, bro, he keeps like like just lobbing across the field for nothing, and then ended up like hitting into like the stands. Um, yeah, I mean. You can say what you want about Mount, but I don't rate him. Yeah, I mean, I think, I, honestly, he doesn't even deserve the time for us to even talk about him because he hasn't shown us anything, and he hasn't shown us anything in the past three years to warrant his price. Yeah. Um, CBM-wise, I mean, I guess midfield-wise for them, it's like Swiss cheese. Um, It's like that one meme, and I think, I, I don't know if I was talking to you or I was talking to somebody else, but the one meme of the security guard checking the people and just barely just... Just checking him and just let him go into the stadium. That's literally the midfield. Yeah. Casemiro, obviously, he has the you know the history of being quote unquote the best CDM in the world, but that is long gone. That's back yeah, in the Real Madrid days. He's not he, that guy he's, anymore. He's falling off. Um, he's getting too old. Bruno, people say he's a creative, creative uh, mastermind. I just think he just plays four passes and he just shoots whenever he wants to shoot. I I don't see the hype in terms of Bruno, and and I've been saying this for a while. I just think he's in the right place in the right times, and he and he and he lives off of penalties. Yeah, maybe that's a hot take, but I mean, I don't know. I mean, in my opinion, I don't think he's that overrated as a player. I think he has the quality, but that man needs to focus on staying in his position and stop running around the whole entire field. Um, I know he's like the captain and everything; he, he always puts a lot of passion in. But bro needs to be smart sometimes. Um, he's always just like grabbing the ball, pinging it, and hopes it hits hits a player. Um, again, I just I think he needs to you know pay more attention. Um, and you know instead of creating his own player, actually being smart with like um, you know playing playing football really. Yeah. Bro. Um, you know we see De Bruyne like making those late runs to the box, always being a really good creative midfielder. Um, and we see Odegaard obviously being really controlled, um, and, you know, making smart decisions, smart passes, but, you know, there, there's a lack of thinking in Bruno's head, <laughs> if you really put it straight. Um, but again, I think he has the quality, he has the quality to be like a world, world-class player. Um, again, up the levels, or not up the levels with De Bruyne. If he was a, like a, if he had the IQ of De Bruyne, then he would be as good as a burner, you know, because we see in the past, like he can he can pick up those stats, but when it really matters, like he's not there, you know. Absolutely. Um. So yeah, I guess that's you know, that's both of our thoughts on their midfield, and let's talk about I guess their defensive, not even like their back four. Let's talk about like goalkeeper and their back four. Let's talk about Onana. What is <laughs> Onana. he doing, bro? <sighs> All right, I think Onana, again, he's an upgrade from De Gea. Not much, though. I mean, it's just... Again, they they keep blaming De Gea. Um, obviously, he's not good with playing his, with his feet. But that defense... The, their defensive setup is just not good at all. Um, it's, it's the same defensive setup that we've seen with, like... Literally, way back to, like, Louis Van Hall. Um, you always try to find those those, like two extremely strong center backs and you have full backs flying up the field. Um but again I think they just need to upgrade their defense a little bit. I think Martinez Martinez is a good step in the in the direction. Um but I don't think that left center back is his perfect position. If he were to be playing at Arsenal, um had we signed him instead of Zinchenko, he would have been like perfect in that, you know, inverted left back ish role. Um you know, as much as he can, you know, do a shift at center back, he's too small. <laughs> you put him against Holland, you're not winning. He, you let in six goals against Holland <laughs> yeah. and uh, Foden. Um, but I mean, again, they're playing Veron, who's a washed-up Real Madrid player, just like uh, Casemiro. Um, and Sean, Veron's injured. Yeah, Veron's injured. I was gonna go into the injury list of, of uh, Manchester United because it's pretty bad <laughs> right now. Yeah, yeah. My fault. I didn't mean to insert myself there, but yeah, bro. I mean, it's not looking good, bro. It's not. Bro, they don't have Shaw, who, who's out injured right now. They don't have Veron. They just they don't. They also don't have Malasia, and they had to 
sign Reguilon. <laughs> Um, which is a crazy signing in my opinion, because if you're playing him against Saka on, on or Saturday or Sunday, <laughs> he's cooking. I'm sorry. Um, I mean, like, I can't like they're just like they're gonna be playing Maguire or Lindelof, um, this this uh Sunday or Saturday. I'm I'm not sure when our game is, but again, injury loses. Also, Mounds out, and I think Hoyland's coming back. Um, for his first game, um, I just know it's Britain in the stars that he's gonna come on, score a late minute winner, and then everyone's gonna hype him up, compare him to like Holland. And then <laughs> I'm just hoping it doesn't go that way. But again, yeah. I just, I just think, look, Regulon first game, first couple of days, because he just signed today, so tomorrow he's probably gonna start training, announcement, everything like that. So he has, what in the games what on Saturday? Or Sunday. Let me look this up real quick. Yeah, sure. It might. Uh, it's on Sunday. It's I think Sunday. he'll he'll probably be in contention in contention to play if like he gets like announced tomorrow. Absolutely, it means either him or Brandon Williams. <laughs> they also could play Dal. I they have played Dalo at left back before, if I remember. But again, it's just Dalo. <laughs> so. Right, exactly. So a back line of Wambasaka, Lindelof, um. Martinez and let's say hypothetically Dallo. Bro, Saka's gonna cook. Bro, Mart- Saka... Martinelli's gonna cook. And whoever ah. plays that striker position, I think Eddie should start for, for you guys. Yeah, I was gonna go into that um that like our lineup. Um I don't know if you have anything else to talk about for like Manchester United, but just after, like after la- last weekend, like Arsenal, um all right, all right. Let's talk about last weekend in terms of like Arsenal and Man City. Uh, you know the Sheffield and Fulham games. Yeah. Um, so like with Arsenal against Fulham, I'm I'm pretty sure you're watching that game, bro. That game, bro. I was pissed before the like the game even started seeing that lineup. Like again, Gabriel dropped for the second week in a row. Crazy. Um, all just to compliment Partey at right back. Right. <laughs> I've 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 been seeing him play for like the at right back for like I don't know how many games he's been playing there. He's not a right back. <laughs> I'm sorry. He we we've seen him like in that game against Fulham. He's always out of position. He doesn't know how to play that role. And we've seen that in the first minute. That man, like, we're, we haven't even built from the back yet. We're getting pressed up, and he's moving into the midfield. Like if that was Zinchenko, he would be smart and like actually like pull back a little bit and and you know get situated, but. You know, try, Saka try to pass it back and Partey is not there. <laughs> um, but again, that first goal was 50, 50% on Saka, 50% on um, Partey. But um, again, it's. I really do hope uh, Gabriel plays on Sunday. Um, you know, I really do hope Arteta stop messing around with his, his the, uh, the tactics. He has the overthinking of Pep Guardiola <laughs> right now. Um, and he's got to stop experimenting and just play the team that he, like, really just imagines that he wants to play. Right. Um, I mean, one thing that I noticed with, uh, at least with uh, Gabriel and him starting or him not playing is the partnership between him and Zinchenko on the left-hand side. I've noticed when Zinchenko doesn't start, Gabriel doesn't start. When Zinchenko does start, Gabriel does start. So I'm not sure if that plays a role into it. But once again, I don't know. I just feel like it's so naive for him not to at least give Gabriel a start. Unless there's a transfer that's going to happen soon with him. I, I And I don't think that's going to happen. No. I, the thing is with, like, the reason why Gabriel didn't play, obviously, as I say, it's just a compliment part here right back. Um, you know, again, we always want to play that inverted fullback. And I think Zinchenko right now, he's he's on his way back. He was just injured for the past couple of weeks. But I don't know why he didn't start against Fulham because he came on against uh, Crystal Palace and obviously bro, asserted himself into that into that game. Um, but again, if I see if like, Zinchenko plays, I definitely will see Gabriel playing. But I don't know why like Arteta is not experimenting with playing Gabriel in that position. Like we played Kivior at um, left like left back against Fulham. I don't know why, like, we didn't just play Gabriel. Um, I feel like he can definitely play in that position as well, even, like, even better. Um, 
But yeah, I, I guess like yeah, you're right. If like Zinchenko plays, it will be that same backline of Gabriel Saliba and White. Um, but I'm just hoping Partey's not playing right back ever again. Yeah, yeah, that, that's definitely. Uh, I think you know, like we were talking about it before, like managers like you know Mikel Arteta, Pep Guardiola, they like to experiment a little bit in the beginning of the season. So mm-hmm. hopefully this is one of his experiments, and he sees yeah, it's not going to be sustainable. And he just, you know, acts at the plan. And he's like, you know what? Forget it. Let's start Ben White. Right? Let's start Silviba. Let's start Gabriel. And let's start Zinchenko. Let Zinchenko cook in the middle. Simple it, as that. It, it's kind of crazy, too, because, like, the whole of last season, that back line was super, super consistent. There was barely any mistakes from that you know, that back line. It's always been, um, you know, again, like, we keep playing that back line again. Like, they're just going to get even better. Because they're they're all young players as well, so yeah. And I guess another question that pops up into my mind as well. So if let's say you do start that back line, right? Like like we just uh, mentioned, who's going to be playing that pivot role? Because I mean, would would Zinchenko be sliding into like the CBM position? Or would he be a little bit higher as like a left eight ish type of player? So in my opinion, it's definitely going to be like Rice is going to play that pivot role, because um, I think earlier in the season. Or like during preseason, um, Arteta definitely didn't know if you know Sleep or uh, Rice could play that lone six just yet, because um, you know at West Ham he was always playing like with like another CDM alongside of him, and you know, a lot of fans had doubts if he could play that lone six until you know he could. Um, obviously he's young, he's just learning, and we've already seen it like in the first three games of the season. Rice is world class. He, yeah. he slot in so well into that six. We see him like in that game against uh, Crystal Palace, bro. He was dominating. Like it was, again, Sellers Park. You know, players just like again, like the players just gonna be pressing like highly against um, Arsenal. But we didn't see that because you know players like Rice, who's just moving around, controlling that whole entire midfield. And um, what I do like about Rice is that he slots he slots back into center back a lot. Um, I don't know if it's like the new tactics or whatever, but he's been playing somewhat like how Stones has been playing um, for Man City. Um, going to that midfield higher up, but then like in the build-up, he's at center back and defending. He's he's not at center back, but he's like, you know, again, dropped into that pivot six. Um, so again, if like Zinchenko like, saw inside that left CDM when he plays that left back, I think Rice will be playing as that right um, defensive midfielder. Okay. Um, so... I guess we already, I mean, obviously Odegaard would start, in your opinion, as well. Um, who would be your front three? Um, front three? Uh, I mean, I see Martinelli and Saka. I don't see them getting dropped. Um, but the big question, the big man right now, Eddie Nketiah. <laughs> Bro, I, I, I'm not going to lie, I had an agenda against Nketiah. <laughs> yeah, okay. Bro, I, I hated that man. <laughs> it, it's just like, he doesn't offer a lot in terms of build-up play, but, like, every single week, every time I say that, he always doubts me. <laughs> um, like, I was so glad Trossard was starting because Fulham, but at the end of the game, I'm like, damn, we should have played Nketiah. Um, and again, he came off the bench, scored almost the winning goal. Um, but, and then he got the, he got the England call-up as well. Yeah. Which is insane. Um, yeah, I can't believe that either, bro. <laughs> so I can't believe half of those England clubs. So I mean, that's going off topic, but yeah. Um, but yeah, I think Enkete is gonna play. I think he's just being in really good form, and obviously against Manchester United at home. We know what happened last time, <laughs> bro. But where's um, needed? Yeah, he's needed. Um, but yeah, I think the score at the end of the game. I think Arsenal's gonna be dominating, considering like. The injury record at, at Manchester United in there, um, you know, May United's last trip to North London. I think it's gonna be like a like an easy three-one win, but again, it's just always gonna be weird when it comes to Arsenal versus Manchester United. Okay. Um, I guess my prediction would be I think it's gonna be four-nil, bro. Four-nil to the Arsenal. Four-nil. See, yeah, we're not the type of team to be <laughs> sending in four goals. Fair, oh. fair. I just think, I mean, I just think once again, the way that. United play, especially if they're going to be playing Anthony on the right wing. Anthony. You know what I'm saying? He's going to lose the ball every single time he gets the ball, so that's just going to be counterattack City for Arsenal, and 
I just think Saka is too smart of a player, too good of a player to make the wrong decision. Either he's going to shoot and score a banger, or he's mm-hmm. going to serve in a great cross into maybe Inketia near post. I mean, it may be Martinelli, top of the box, throws mm-hmm. it in, but... Yeah, I just think it's gonna be a free. It's, it's gonna be. It's gonna be bad. <laughs> I think it's gonna be really yeah. bad, and it could come back to bite me. Um, but I'm not trying. To, I'm not even trying to like jinx Arsenal either, because I mean, once again, United is. I, I hate United more than I hate any other team. Mm-hmm. I want to see them fail. I don't care how bad their team is. I want to see like- Old Trafford rot. Like everything, bro. Like everything about the club. I hate that what they stand for. So, bro. Yeah, not gonna lie. I think I hate Man United more than Tottenham. <laughs> like, 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 like their fans, their club, their players. You just can't like. You just gotta hate them. <laughs> yeah, literally. Um. So yeah, I mean, I guess that's the rundown for or the review and preview for next week and last week's matches. Um. I guess we can go into the review of uh Man City Sheffield. Man City Sheffield. Woo! That was <laughs> that was unexpected. <laughs> yeah, that that last ten minutes, I was like, like, what is going on? <laughs> bro, you were saying like Arsenal were looking shaky, bro. Man City. <laughs> Look, I think Kyle Walker forgot what team he was playing for as well, bro. You know I saying? think he's just getting a little, he's getting a little bit washed up. Not gonna lie. Yeah, I think once again, he's not a guy. And I think we talked about this before. You know, like he's not. I didn't expect him to start every game. I wasn't expecting him to even be captain of the team. And I don't even know if he's even the official captain of, of Man City. I think he's just holding that until De Bruyne gets back. But, um, yeah, I mean, obviously Holland in the first half, um, I thought I was watching NFL. You know, I thought it came a week early because all the tackles that they're making on my man. It's like two guys on him, holding him, hugging him down. You got, you got um, oh, my gosh, I forgot the center back's name, but. He was holding him, <laughs> tackling him. Um, but obviously, I'm not making excuses. I think, once again, when you play a team like that, you know, referees are going to be a lot more lenient, and especially when you're 6'3 and, and a freak athlete like he is. You got to find a way. You know, either whether it's either physicality or if it's using your creativity, dropping into deep space, driving at teams, that sort of thing. But we know that Han isn't that type of player. So, yeah, that first half was frustrating. Um, yeah, I thought Grealish was in the first half was was useless, um, and even even in the second half, I thought he was. Even though he had the assist to Holland, I don't know. I I just think people are starting to read Arsenal more, or not Arsenal, Man City more, Grealish more, and I think Arsenal and the Community Shield they showed how you defend against Grealish. You know, I thought Ben White gave the, gave the blueprint, but um, yeah, obviously he think the ball back post. Um, Holland using his athleticism once again dunked on Sheffield United. Um, and shout out Sheffield United's goalkeeper as well. He had a lot of good saves. Uh, Fonderingham. Um, so yeah, he kept him in, in the game for as long as he could. Um, Jaden Bogle, he uh obviously with Kyle Walker doing a back heel straight to their winger. I think it's Triore. I forgot what the dude's name is, but back heel straight to him. They recycle it back, lands into Bogle's feet. Bogle hits a nice shot back post, and it's one one in what the eighty first minute, I think eighty second minute, and then the Gundogan replacement. That's what I'm calling him now, Rodri. I think Rodri. <laughs> yeah, bro. He he can honestly play higher up on the field if he wanted to. He, I'm telling you, if he wasn't <laughs> our CDM, quote unquote, and and if Calvin Phillips got his stuff together. Bro, he could be putting up some Gundogan type of numbers because he's that clutch. He is that clutch. I think he, I mean, he's by far the best CDM in the world. Um, and I think he should be up there in Ballon d'Or talks as well. That's probably why Man City was in for Declan Rice, putting putting Rodri up higher. Yeah, honestly, yeah, it could either that or, once again, switching those two, you know, depending on the game. Declan Rice sitting back or Declan Rice higher. Rodri sitting back or, or Rice higher or, or Rodri higher, like, I just I'm think s- that would have been sick. That would have been. I'm so glad he joined Arsenal, bro. It would have been. would have been literally. Would have been a joke. It would have yeah. been literally the best midfield I've ever seen. But, um, yeah. Once again, I I call it a smash and grab against Sheffield. We struggled against Sheffield. I thought Alvarez was was poor. I was looking forward to seeing Doku play, but I think Doku's gonna play this weekend. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, Foden got the assist. I think he should be starting anyway. I think the reason why he didn't start was because he was ill, and he didn't even travel with the squad. Uh, like I guess the original fleet. Um, he came, I think, a day later. So, look, I mean, I'm obviously I'm happy with nine points out of nine. Um, should we be in Sheffield more handedly? Yes. You know, on paper, yes. They're relegation, you know, relegation candidates. We're title title favorites. So, you know, I, I expect more from my club. I expect more from, from City. But, um, yeah, this is the last weekend without Pep Guardiola on the sidelines. Um, oh, yeah. Obviously, he's recovering from back surgery. So, yeah. Um, I guess that's a review of, of the game. I thought man of the match, once again, was Rodri. Um, mm-hmm. And, yeah, we, we move on to this. I think it's the game is on Saturday. Yeah, against um, Fulham. Yeah, the team, Fulham. The team that took care of business them. against Tottenham in the Carabao Cup in penalties. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they lost. Yeah. That's another discussion. Tottenham. <laughs> yeah, bro. Spurs. <laughs> flip-flop, bro. That's what I like to call it. Flip-flop yeah. FC. You know, they got rejected by Ansu Fati. You know, bro. So now the only Fati at the club is my man Tangi Ndombele because <laughs> he's not fit. But look, we're not talking Tottenham right now. Uh, Fulham, they have a good squad, in my opinion. I think, I'm not sure. I think Calvin Bassey, is he out with a red? Yeah. Yeah, he got sent off. So, um, Tim Ream's out. And they got, you now Bassey replaced Tim Ream. So then he got a red card. So I think now it's going to be Tulsa out of Rabio, uh, former City Academy product, starting from Fulham. Holland's going to be cooking. I'm, I'm just going to yeah. say that. Um, and I guess if you're if you're a big uh, FPL guy, fantasy Premier League person, either I think either you you can't you captain Saka or you captain Holland, you know. But yeah, I think City's gonna be cooking. Um, I think Doku will start. Hopefully, yeah. he starts. Um, yeah, he's if, he's gonna be a baller. Yeah, bro. I think we haven't City hasn't had a winger like that in a while. Even though Mara's he did take a one v ones, but he was very silky with it. Like he was very quick with his movements. Doku's the type of guy to run out of defender and literally like you gotta make a decision. Like are you gonna stu- are you gonna step to him or are you just gonna sh- you know keep shepherding him to the byline? But yeah, I, I I just think um with the way that we're playing right now, obviously we the last few results it was one nil. 1-1 in the, in the UEFA Cup. 1-0 to Newcastle, which I thought was a really good win. Uh, 2-1, Sheffield United. Um, defensively, I think we're good. I think, yeah. once again, we need to find our creativity, especially with De Bruyne out. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, we have Phil Foden, but if we're not going to use Phil Foden, then, then and what's, the, what's the point? You know, what's the point? So The, the new signing. Yeah, Mateus Nunes. Nunes, yeah. I, Honestly, I heard rumors that he was going to be playing deeper. So I think what they're going to try to do is push out Calvin Phillips, like Alpha Club, send him over to Liverpool or Everton, send him up the Merseyside. Um, okay. And they have Nunez play a little bit deeper, more so like a Kovacic type of role, because I know he's a very, he's like a ball carrier. And I remember the game against Manchester United. He had a lot of good runs. And honestly, if <laughs> if he had better attackers, United would United would have lost like 4-1. 3-1 in that game, but yeah, honestly, I, I rate that business really, really high. I think the fact that we, we bought him for $45 million with no add-ons, because that was the final report. I know Fabrizio said 55 and whatever, but now nah, it came out that that was just like the floating rumor. It was 45 mm-hmm. with zero add-ons, and we sent Tommy Doyle uh, over for $5 million. So, I guess in essence, it was $40 million. And he also sold Cole Palmer. Sold Cole Palmer for forty five million. We just made that up with Cole Palmer. Cole bro. Palmer, bro, scored one banger. Forty five million. I'm sorry, Chelsea's just stupid. <laughs> bro, you know what? You know why? You know, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm being serious when I say this. I truly believe Todd Bowley's getting his rumors and his targets off of Twitter. Yeah. I think he's going into these Twitter spaces and he's hearing these fans, and he's just like. Yeah, I think maybe Cole Palmer is that guy. Like, I, I think he's actually pretty good. Let me Dude, see his highlight tape real quick on YouTube. Oh man, he's like Morris. The next, the next Morris. Yeah, let me let me uh, put fifty M's on for him. 
<laughs> okay, Dude, yeah. I, does he even like talk to like Pochettino and or any coach? He just buy the players like here, find a way. Bro, <laughs> did you hear the uh, in, in Pochettino's last com- uh, press conference? He was just like saying, um, he was like, they, I think they asked him about one player, and he was just like, who? I think it was Milan Sar, and he was just like, who? Oh, he's a player, dude. Oh, I didn't know he was on the squad. Like, how do you not know he's on your team? Like. <laughs> What's going their on whole, at Chelsea? Their right? whole entire team is so out of sync. It's, it, yeah. Um, we can go back I to mean, City, though. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Chelsea has a whole different discussion as well. But, look, I mean, I expect us to handle business once again. But I also wouldn't be surprised. I mean, obviously, if I'm looking at the last few fix, uh, fixtures that we had against Fulham at home, let me look it up real quick. Yeah, from what I remember last season, it was a last-minute PK. And uh, Holland had to settle the business. But Yeah. Yep, 2-1. Um, yeah, it was 2-1 on the day. And you're right. Yeah, Holland had a penalty. Alvarez got the first goal in the 17th minute. And then we gave up a penalty um, in which Pereira, he put it away. So... Um, yeah, I mean, I'm expecting it to be a very close game. I think Marcus Silva has our number in terms of how to defend. Um, but once again, we have a lot more players now. Um, well, when I say a lot more players, I think a different dynamic. That's what I meant to say. Yeah. We have a different dynamic of players who, you know, I guess it, it could be a different type of game. But, yeah, I'm expecting it to be like a 3-1 game. Um. I think Holland's going to get two, and I think, honestly, I, th- I think Foden's going to get one if he starts. But, I mean, I, I don't even know what the starting 11 is because that can rotate crazy, to be honest. So, A front three of Foden, Holland, and Doku might be crazy. <laughs> See, yeah, if, if they have Foden as, like, a right winger, but not really as, like, a right winger, like, maybe a little bit more tucked in, bro, mm. he will cook because he, <laughs> he's different in the middle, bro. But yeah, yeah, that would that would at least put up four goals. That was the starting eleven. But I just think it's not. I think Grealish is going to somehow start, and that's going to annoy me a lot. I don't hate Grealish, but I just think he's not assertive enough still, especially with you know him being a winger, quote unquote, one hundred million pound player. He should be putting up goals. He should put up assists. So I, I think after that trouble, he's calling it. <laughs> I think so too, bro. I think uh. The Heineken's, whatever he was drinking that those two days, three days afterwards. Yeah, yeah that definitely uh that's definitely it. But yeah, I guess I'll say three one. Alright. Respectable. I think they'll do better than than uh what Arsenal did. The only reason why we tied like Fulham was because we just kept on messing around with our tactics. We could have easily sealed it away, but hey. You win some, you lose some. But True. we're tied. We're good. We'll be back True. next week. Exactly, and it's still early days, bro. You know, one point's better than zero points. You know, so yeah, yeah. um, yeah. I guess that that can be it. I mean, unless you have anything else to say. Yeah, I just hope you embarrass Man United. I just want them silent for the weekend, <laughs> bro. I just want to see the memes fly. You know, I want to see bro. tough man tweets on on Instagram. You know, posting on IG, all the funny memes of you know. Onana doing something stupid, or or you know I don't even know who's gonna start for them. Regulon getting embarrassed. I want to see all those moves. So yeah, I'm praying too, bro. <laughs> I'm trying to see Martinez being spinned by like by Saka like he did, <laughs> like he was by Salah. Um, but uh, if, if May United wins, I'm not gonna be on Twitter for the weekend. Yeah, it's it, whenever you lose May United, you don't want to go on Twitter. It's the worst place ever in the world. It is. I'm telling you, especially with those two, uh, with your team in Manchester United. You know, especially now, uh, you know that United Trey account? Bro, he's back. <laughs> yeah, he is back, and it couldn't have oh. been a better picture, too, bro. <laughs> See, I'm fine with, I mean, I'm fine with United Trey, because he's actually, like, he has good banter. But, True. bro, there's a couple of main United accounts. Ten Hag era. <laughs> United Ellis. Bro, I could name so many on top of my head. 
They suck. I hate them. They're so delusional. <laughs> uh, bro, but those two are mad annoying, bro. Every time I see their tweets pop up onto my timeline, I'm like, bro, who is, like, why is this on my timeline? Like, what are they saying? And also that Eduardo Hagen guy. You know what I'm talking about on Arsenal's side? Bro, that man's an embarrassment for the fight. <laughs> bro, every time I see a tweet, I just want to punch my phone, bro. I'm like, what is this dude saying? But bro, he we... doesn't represent the club. I know that. We get linked to some random player out in, like, the Middle East, and he finds five-minute clips of him on YouTube somehow. I'm just like, what? It's like, oh, he's the next, uh, he's going to us a Ballon d'Or. He's, he's going to be great. He's nicknamed the, the next Messi. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, man. But, yeah, I mean, once again, I call this, I call this rivalry Twitter, the Twitter, uh, L Twitterco. Or now it's X L Exico. Um, <laughs> the Twitter so, goes better. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a great weekend, I think, of, of fixtures. Um, yeah. Twitter's and... gonna be cra- either way. Whatever happens on Sunday, Twitter's gonna go crazy. Yeah. that's what we go. That's what we love. We will be there. <laughs> <laughs> we will be there. Um, so see if yeah. Arsenal were to win, I'm gonna be tweeting like crazy. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm gonna, get I'm some gonna be looking for. I'm gonna be looking for the fights, bro. And I hope we have Manchester United people on your timeline as well. Because I just want to see the interactions. It's going to be hilarious, bro. Uh, all right. But, I do have to go, so. Yeah, wrap let this me, up. yeah, that'll be it. So, yeah, appreciate you, Andy, for hopping on again. Um, You know, and yeah, best man wins. You know, once again, two best teams in the league. And this is going to be a weekly thing. I know I've been busy for the past, you know, I guess, a couple of weeks. But, yeah, we will be back. Uh, appreciate you guys tuning in. Share it, like it, whatever. Peace.